listen, I'm from the Midwest. They taste good. Don't listen to anybody. <laughs> Try it out for yourself and then make your judgment. It tastes great. All you New York, New Jersey people, snobby about your bagels. Calm the down. They taste good. I know I just, I angered half of GW right there, but. <laughs> From the Office of Undergraduate Admissions at the George Washington University, this is GW Unfiltered, the student-led podcast where we get unfiltered about all things GW, meant to be listened to over a cup of coffee. Where do GW students eat if there's no dining hall on campus? How does the meal plan even work? These are all questions that we'll get to unpack on today's episode, What's the Deal with Dining? Today, your host is Hannah Sturgis a senior from Smyrna, Delaware, majoring in theater and journalism and mass communications. She's going to sit down with a few students to talk about where they like to eat their meals on campus. My name is Hannah Sturgis. I'm going to be your host for the day, joined by Drew Anstutz, Ella Stern, and Kate Carpenter. Who wants to go first to introduce yourself? I'll go for it. Uh, my name is Drew Amstutz. I'm a rising junior in the School of Media Public Affairs, majoring in political communications with a minor in graphic design, and I'm from Fort Wayne, Indiana. I'm Ella. I'm originally from Westchester, New York, um, a rising sophomore majoring in journalism with a minor in political science. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. My name is Kate Carpenter. I am a rising sophomore originally from Stillwater, Oklahoma. Can I get a yeehaw? I'm currently studying communications and I'm excited to talk to you guys today. GW Dining is probably different from what you've seen at other schools. Rather than being centered around a traditional dining hall, GW has an open dining plan where students have money that we call dining dollars. They are able to use their dining dollars at over 105 different locations in the Foggy Bottom neighborhood and the larger DC area. Students use this dollar for dollar system through their G World card, which acts as both their student ID and a debit card. So now that we're all settled in, let's start an argument. <laughs> What's everyone's favorite place to eat on campus? Oh my God. Um... Okay, well, this is a given for me. Um, I eat the same thing for lunch and the same thing for dinner every single day. Uh, can I get a hashtag habits? Um, but my favorite place is 100% Chipotle. Um, okay, I can get the same thing every day for $5. Um, I know the workers. I walk in. They know my order by then. And I can eat it without getting tired. So that's mine. Um, but I will fight for it till the day. So you eat it all the time and it's your favorite? Yes. Yeah. Because okay, I, I have two answers then if we're going that route, because I'm always in Panera. You can catch me in Panera two, if not three meals out of the day. I can't stand Panera anymore. I literally cannot stand it, but it's in the Marvin Center. So it's like super convenient, but I'm literally always there. However, comma, my favorite place is going to be South Block. Those acai bowls, those smoothies, those avocado toast loaded if you have extra G World. It is Mwah. I love it. I think if this might be a hot take because it's pretty expensive, but Flower Child is my personal favorite on G-World because it's healthy. And I also just find that it's one of the best places to convene on G-World. Like it's very mm -hmm. easy to sit there and feel like I'm having a family dinner with my friends, which I love. Um, and halfway through first semester, I decided I was going to be a pescatarian and Flower Child was there for me throughout my whole journey. Yeah. So, 
that avocado toast I'm telling you (laughs) so good that's awesome I like that you made a switch of with your diet and were able to still sustain it on a college campus because that's not easy yeah Um, by any means but if anyone was wondering I second drew south block is my vice I love it it's where I go when I'm happy when I'm sad um, and it does spend up a lot of your G World money, but it's never disappointing. But a good way to save your money is to cook. The amount of money on your plan depends on your access to a kitchen. Some students live in buildings that have apartment style rooms with kitchens inside of them. Other students will live in buildings with suite style rooms with no kitchens. For students who have kitchens, the expectation is that you'll use it to cook more, using groceries that you can buy from Whole Foods, CVS, or Safeway all on your G World. For students without kitchens, eating out more often tends to add up, which is why your meal plan will have more funds than students who have kitchens in unit. It's important to remember that suite-style buildings also have communal kitchens that residents can use and that every room on campus will have a refrigerator and a microwave to store leftovers and groceries. Now, granted, I'm not, I like, I say I like to cook, but do I really like to cook? That's a different topic. (laughs) Did everyone have kitchens in their room when they came in for their first year? Or did you have to kind of improvise? I did not have a kitchen. I did not either. Right. So then what did you do to make sure that you were still eating, you know, three meals a day, snacks in between? It definitely takes time. I feel like I started out in August and September. You're just in the rush of things. You're trying to meet people, make friends, get involved in a whole bunch of different things. And eating is pretty hard. So definitely something that you have to make conscious effort in. I would even add like calendar notifications to remind myself. Um, But I think part of it is just balancing like, are you going to go out for lunch and dinner or maybe just dinner? And then maybe you have leftovers for lunch and you make your own breakfast or you kind of just get into whatever rhythm works for you and then you just kind of go with it. But it definitely does take some time to figure out what's best. I agree. Um, but I thought one thing that was really cool, and I think most storms have them, especially mine, is just a community kitchen. So if you really are in a bind and you really need to have that resource of a kitchen, um, you can always use the one that's in the basement or whatever floor it's on. Um, I will say, I think the coolest thing about the GW dining plan is it really supports GW students. So a lot of GW students don't necessarily have a time or have the time to cook all the time. Um, So the cool thing about the GW dining plan is that we can on the go get food, um, especially for an affordable price. So cooking is a wonderful, wonderful backup plan um, and a wonderful option for many that love to cook. But in the case of the students who don't like to cook, um, I think our dining plan supports that really well. Ella, what do you think about cooking? I am such a hungry person. My roommates will tell you that. I'm snacking all the time. And when I first decided like to my parents that I really wanted to go to GW, one of their concerns was you're not going to eat enough or there's not going to be enough for you. But I really want to take advantage of the fact that we have Whole Foods and CVS and Safeway on our meal plan. So I love to stock up on all like the ready to eat things like having Cheerios at all hours of the day, um, breakfast, lunch and dinner in my dorm. My dorm came with a microwave, so I was able to have like microwave meals if I really needed to. Like you said, when I was sick, one of the last few days um, before we left, I went down to the community kitchen and just like made soup because it was easier than going to Panera for me. I think it teaches you a certain amount of self-responsibility that you don't get at other schools. 
our you know dining plan is really just how you would eat in real life i mean like you can eat out when you want to you can cook or have inside groceries when you want to you can go to vending machines if that's where you want to get your your meals no judgment but like you you can eat how you would eat in real life that's a good point and i also want to bring up the point obviously um i'm going to be a rising senior all of my other residence halls have had kitchens and i will say that once you do get a kitchen you will take advantage of it just for the fact of one storage for breakfast i usually have yogurt and a granola bar um it's much better than going to panera or gw deli every single day just at me why don't you that's what i do every day <laughs> i was looking at drew when i was saying that but um it, it's a more sustainable way to save money and if you can find the time to meal prep as well um I know some people who meal prepped even as first year students um, in our community kitchen. They were super, super diligent with it. But when you know you have your own your own kitchen, you can do do it with a lot more of your own space. Um, so that's that's a plus as well. But I do want to shout out one person in this podcast who is particularly good at budgeting their money. Kate Carpenter, can you tell me all of your tips and tricks? I need them still, even as a as a senior. <laughs> I mean, I'm not humble about this at all, as um, I honestly shouldn't be, because it is a brag. Um, it is an accomplishment. Um, basically, I have been raised frugal all my life. My parents are very frugal. So when I came to GW, I knew what was up. But so my budgeting plan, um, it really, um, it was hard to get into at first. But then after about like the first month, it was just like second nature, wake up. I know what I'm doing for my meal. I know I'm going to have money. Um, because what I would do is I would eat very, um, like for five to $6 for lunch, which is like, oh my gosh, like that sounds like nothing, especially in a big city. But actually I would go to Chipotle, get a kid's meal, which was three sides and entree free guac. I'm telling you guys free guac on that. Not even kidding. A side and a drink. So that was amazing. Enough food to support me all throughout my classes throughout the day. And it was $5. Um, and then I would get a salad from Sweet Green, which is the most amazing place ever for dinner. And that was $8. And so I would be eating for $14 to $15 a day. Um, and then I would just keep that budget every day. So $15 to $14, what can I get on my uh, G World for this today? Um, yeah, essentially, that was my budgeting plan. Um, and I went all across DC. And it was kind of like a fun little my friends and I would do together is like oh what can we eat for five dollars for lunch and what can we eat for seven dollars for dinner it was a fun little activity that we did um so budgeting um really doesn't take as much effort as you would think it's just setting limits on yourself and then following through on those and then I would still have leftover money so if I wanted to get a bigger um dinner with my friends and go out to eat on the weekends I still could because I'd budgeted throughout that week so for those of us who may have had a couple pitfalls with their <laughs> What are some things that you wish you would have known when you realized that your balance was really low at a time that you were unprepared for it? So I definitely have some advice for this. So um, I am a resident advisor and RA in Madison Hall. It's one of our first year halls at GW. Um, And I had several residents come to me this year um, with the exact same issue. Um, And every single time we collectively said, man, I wish you would have come to me sooner about this because there were some residents who the very first week came to me and they're like, Drew, 
I have all this money. I don't want to go through it right away. And I was like, perfect. I think that's a smart plan. And we literally sat together. We looked up some menus in the area, figured out about what price was going to be for how much they ate. And we literally made a plan. Okay, so every day we're going to shoot for around $19, maybe not go much over, much less than that. But like, hey, let's say maybe the next day you only spent $10. That means you have an extra $9 to spend the next day. Um, so we made daily goals and then weekly goals. And then they would just check in with me, you know, maybe every week, every other week. And we would just see how their G-World is doing. So whether it's your resident advisor in your hall or it's a friend who's very good at budgeting like Kate, um, just try to find a partner who can go at it with you together. Um, maybe that could even be your parent, but just try to find someone who can help to keep you accountable. So Ella, I, I have a question specifically for you. Is there a specific place that you like to to go to when you're really you know, you don't want to spend too much G-World, but you are really hungry. Where's your go-to place? Okay, so this might upset Kate, but California Tortilla had this, like, kids deal that was a full burrito, chips, queso, and a cookie, and a drink. And the drink came in a reusable cup, so I always used the cup in my dorm to store, like, earrings and stuff. And I think, like, that's a really good example because it was so close to Thurston, which is where I lived. And it was a place that I could like go and sit and eat with friends. It wasn't so like quick in and out. Um, but it was also just like a lot of food for a really good price. So it not only made me feel like I was working well on my budget, but I wasn't holding back because I felt like I had to. Do you know what I mean? Um, and also a lot of like government people work there and I always saw their bands, which I just thought was really cool. You just have to be smart and think and like research different meal deals and opportunities like that that restaurants have because they're available to you and they may not always be obvious but um if you talk to friends and older classmates they will definitely like send you in the right direction you'll find so many different opportunities like california tortilla learning how to budget is very important for our students like ella mentioned a useful tool for budgeting is taking advantage of meal deals the Meal Deal program is designed to provide students with consistent $6 breakfasts, $8 lunches, and $10 dinners. Over 25 dining partners participate in the program, and all meal deals consist of full entrees and a side or a drink. Additionally, over 15 other locations offer specific discounts and specials for GW students. GW Dining also hosts cooking classes, pop-ups, and supermarket Sundays, where if you spend $40 at a grocery store using G-World, you get $10 back. I think the main thing about budgeting is definitely never feel embarrassed to be at a restaurant and look for the most affordable thing. Because all GW students are kind of in that same boat, like we want to be most effective with our money when we're eating. So just never be embarrassed to walk into a restaurant, even if it's an expensive restaurant, and look at the kid's meal. Because most of the time, the workers are just there to help you out, and they'll give you the kid's meal even if you're not 12. <laughs> exactly. Uh, don't, do not have pride when you are trying to, to eat. Yeah. Um, something I do want to shout out, though, that's great, is the GW Dining team, um, the office, is really good about posting on Instagram about hacks as well as just deals that they will have. Um, throughout the year for different restaurants, whether it be on campus or off campus. And as Drew did point out before, we do have a lot of off campus options as well. So you don't necessarily have to stick within the foggy bottom bubble, as we like to call it, to find food that can be affordable. While we try to equip all of our students with the necessary tools to learn how to budget, we also recognize the need for multiple layers of resources and safety nets for vulnerable students. 
One resource that's very important to keep in mind is the store. The store is a student-run food pantry on campus that provides support for students living with food insecurity. Over the past couple of years, the awareness of this need has increased on many college campuses as students make hard choices about how to spend their limited resources. By offering food and other resources to students in need, the store ensures that every GW student has the opportunity to succeed. So what's something that you've all learned from our dining plan? It doesn't have to be necessarily like a, a true, like something about food. It could also be just like something that you learned as an, as a new adult, as a young adult. So I guess for me, I am from the Midwest and I am Midwest homegrown. Like all Midwestern food, I have had it all the time. And we are known for eating consistently the same thing over and over again. And I think the coolest thing about me moving out to D.C. and specifically with the GW Dining Program is I was able to go to a wide variety of restaurants that were from a whole bunch of different cultures. So I was able to have a whole bunch of different types of food that either I hadn't tried before or I wasn't used to eating regularly. So it really expanded my dining um, experience by being at GW. I think this might be like kind of unconventional because it doesn't have to do with the restaurant specifically. But I definitely learned how to be creative, like with common things I had in my dorm. Like, for example, you said the yogurt thing. I was such a big fan of putting my frozen fruit in my yogurt with my granola. And it felt like I never had to go to um, South Park again because I was having that luxury of like healthy granola in my own dorm. So I think I just like learned to be creative with what I had. Um, because a lot of times it was like the last two weeks of the semester and I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? But I was like, I have all this food with me now and I have access to grocery stores. So I don't have to feel pressured to eat out every single time I like need to, you know what I mean? So I think what I learned mostly, um, which is something I never went into college thinking I would learn from GW dining program, but it's something really important is learning the importance of what goes into my body. I kind of come from unhealthy eating habits in high school just because I was an athlete. And so I never found the time to eat. Um, But when I came to GW, I learned that it's important to be sustaining myself with healthy food to go to class and to perform perform well in the classroom. And the way that I learned that through GW Dining is because there were so many different options that are healthy, unhealthy food. And then like DC is a great place to be if you're looking for a variety of food to put in your body that's either healthy or unhealthy because lots of menus have the health contents on there or lots of workers are very knowledgeable about healthy things to be putting in your body. So when I would go to um, places like Sweet Green or Chipotle, because those were the places I went, um, they would help me find the best contents that could sustain me because I was also an athlete in college as well. So it was important that what I was putting in my body was helping me because now not only was I doing um, athletics, but I was also doing really important educational and classwork stuff. Um, And so, yeah, the GW dining program just really helped me stay on the budget, but also learn what is going into my body and help me in the classroom and on the court. What are some things that you all think could be done better? Um, I think, like I said, I decided to like stop eating meat towards the end of my first semester. And I think it was in some ways very easy because DC is a very healthy city and the places on G world are very like malleable. Um, But I think for a lot of other food restrictions, it's not as easy. For example, I knew someone who had a gluten allergy and she tended to eat a lot of the same things, or I know for like a whole all diet, it's not as easy. So I think GW dining could definitely work towards being 
more accessible to more people um, because that is just going to turn out to be so amazing in a lot of different ways. I think one thing that I would also add is that when you look at our generation, um, we like to be a lot more conscious um, of where we're putting our money. Um, and we like to support local businesses, whether because um, it's just ethically better and we're um, helping people who are local in the DMV area, or a lot of times the food is even healthier that way. I think one thing that I would like to see um, a greater influence of in the GW Dining Program is more local restaurants in the area. Um, a lot of them do tend to be chains. Um, they're good chains, but they do tend to be chains. And I think one really cool way that GW is starting to bring that in is with 20 tables um, and other food truck groups that come to our campus. So we're able to have little tastes of DC um, that are made by DC natives. I know some of the coolest people that I've ever met in Foggy Bottom um, were people who were food truck drivers. Um, you get to know their names, they know your face, and it's a really cool way to start building relationships and learning more about the city that um, we dwell in for four years. I think adding on to that, uh, Drew, uh, similar to 20 Tables and bringing things in from the community would be the farmer's market, especially the one right by um, the hospital, um, which is super cool because they take G World, but you can show up and buy flowers on your G World. Or you, I would always buy apples. Uh, that would be my weekly apple uh, purchasing would be at the farmer's market. And that is from local producers um, that would come into our campus, take our dining dollars, and then we can get fresh produce from DC people. So I agree, Drew. I think that that is something that GW Dining needs to work on, but it's something that is already making progress. So Kate, I know you work with 20 Tables. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about the initiative and from your perspective as someone who's worked with them, um, what it's doing for GW students? Yeah, so 20 Tables is a, a wonderful program that just got implemented on GW's campus this past year, right in the heart of kind of the freshman area on campus, right behind uh, Potomac House. Um, and it's actually a really, really cool thing. So like Drew touched on just a second ago, um, every day for lunch and dinner, um, most days, almost every day it's lunch and dinner and some days not dinner when it gets cold. Um, but they bring in four food trucks from across DC right onto our campus. They get a permit to park um, and they switch out every day and they bring different types of cultural food. The coolest part is that it's at a discounted price. So you uh, bundle tickets and then it's to where each meal comes to just under $6. So you can get a full meal um, for $6 right on our um, dining dollars or GW dining plan. Um, it's a wonderful opportunity to stay on budget as well as get different sources of food from across D.C. So, for example, there's a Jamaican food truck. There's also a Himalayan food truck. There's a vegetarian food truck. Um, and then everybody's personal favorite, it's a strictly waffle food truck. Um, but, yeah, there's over 20 that come in every day that they switch out. Amazing way to stay on budget with getting a variety of food that supports the D.C. economy and those in D.C. that are producing food. Um, what it's doing for GW students is providing also a community. So it's really cool. It's called Potomac Square. Um, they're working on getting a mural out there. But right now, um, it has a bunch of tables with umbrellas that you can sit under. So now friends go there to go and eat there and then sit together and study. Um, so we would study there for three to four hours while we ate waffles. And then, oh, it's dinner time. So then we ate Jamaican food. So it just all around is a wonderful dining opportunity because it is expanding upon many things that GW needed to work on. And then it's right there in the heart of campus. I will say I put the smile on my face just to see the, the community that food can bring. Um, but I would be remiss as someone who formerly lived on the Mount Vernon campus as a first year student to not bring up 
Pelham Commons. Pelham Commons is our traditional dining hall located on the Mount Vernon campus, or the Vern as we like to call it. At Pelham, students, staff, and faculty pay the flat meal deal rates for an all-you-care-to-eat dining experience. Pelham also features the grill, which offers made-to-order items at a la carte prices, including salads, burgers, mozzarella sticks, and more. I have to say, it's grown a lot. Their their menu options are a lot um, more diverse now. But even when I was a first year student, they had the the benefit of having food directly on the Mount Vernon campus that was freshly cooked was unmatched because a lot of the time um, Mount Vernon campus students are studying uh, late at night or they don't really want to get back on the Vex and go to Foggy Bottom so they can have food there for them. Um, And I will say the food is really, really good. Um, And it's not just exclusive to Mount Vernon campus students. So if you find yourself like I will be next year um, wanting home cooked food that's, you know, at at a cheaper price, you can always still go back to Pelham Commons. Um, and I believe they even still have the um, the Sunday brunch. Am I right about that? Yeah, you are right. I thought so. Yeah, and it's 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 one of those things that you know, as when I was living there, it was such a tradition that you just love that I thought I would have to you know kind of never never go back to. But now I don't have to because Palm Commons is great. It's open, and yes, I am kind of biased, but you should definitely check it out. I actually met my best friends in Pelham Commons. So if I did it, then you guys can too. Um, it's amazing, great food, and also underrated atmosphere, great booths with lots of friends. Um, I can throw back the cookies there. It's like all you can eat um, when you pay. So you can get as much as you want. Um, and so Pelham Commons is a wonderful place to eat. So as we're wrapping up and we're looking forward to the fall semester, what's the first meal you're going to buy on your G World when you move in, the very first green. Sweet green. They don't have it where I live and they have it in DC. I will be eating that salad. Sweet green. <laughs> this is like really hard for me because I didn't think I would miss G World as much as I do. But I think if I had to choose, it's going to have to be Duke's Groceries Blunch because it is so phenomenal. I've been to the Vern Blunch, also very good. But something about the French toast at Duke's is just really unmatched. It's a little pricey, but I think I can splurge considering how much G-World I have carried over. And I'm really looking forward to that. Okay, so mine has a quick little story time in it. The other day, I was driving to my grandparents' house and, you know, just driving, driving, driving. And all of a sudden, it hit me. I was like, you know what I want? I want California tortilla. And I realized I'm not in D.C. anymore. And I kid you not, I almost started crying. I love all the different restaurants on our meal plan. California Tortilla, I think, is the first one I would go to. Um, but I'm like currently actually literally forming my list right now, and I have at least five to ten on it already. So I really don't know. It might just be like a flip of a coin. Also, I want to talk about Los Cuates, if anybody's been there. In Georgetown? Yeah. yeah. That was you my favorite place. Be going <laughs> into the city for real. I mean, you can get, I, I can go on and on. Anyways, Los Cuates is also my answer because I can go to Georgetown. I can get my little exercise in the day and walk there, eat some awesome Mexican food, and then come back and not even put a dent in my G World. Also, the cookie dough jar place in Georgetown that's on G World. So right. good. Or bodega. We talk about desserts. Yeah, Bro. so many dessert places. Captain Cookie. How did we miss Captain Cookie? Oh, my God. Oh, okay. Okay. You don't it go to GW if you didn't have Captain Cookie at least five times in your first month. 
<laughs> it's true. Like, they're always serving it everywhere. Like you don't even have to pay for it. Like different student organizations, they're always passing it out. I didn't even realize that, but now you say that, that is mega true. It's because it's such a GW relic. True. And I do theater, so I'm always going to you know, be at rehearsal late. It's the one place on campus that's still open when we're getting out of tech rehearsals. So they they're always have a smile on their face, a lovely team. Um, but for me personally, the first thing that I'm looking forward to buying is Ann Pizza. <gasps> amazing. Because you know what? There's something, we have amazing pizza in Delaware. Don't get me wrong. Grotto's, if anyone knows that, big shout out to them. But there's something about Ann Pizza and the way that they stretch the dough. It's just like, it. the, the joy of just seeing them make the pizza is awesome. Yeah, I mean, as a New Yorker, I can't say that I love Ann Pizza because I'm very stingy about my pizza. But I do think it's probably the best on G World. Oh, who ended up winning that uh, G World Facebook tournament? Did you guys follow that? Oh, Delhi. Oh, it was Delhi. Yeah, GW Delhi. For those who have not been to campus yet, is it's a hub of GW student life. There's never a moment where I haven't seen it busy, no matter the time of day. But its specialty is just a bacon, egg, and cheese uh, bagel. Now, I will say, for those of you from New York and New Jersey. There's a lot of contention. I'm not going to get into it right now. But for the rest of the students who enjoy it, it's a great place to to see your friends because there's always going to be someone in there that you know and get some really great food at a cheap price. Listen, I'm from the Midwest. They taste good. Don't listen to anybody. <laughs> Try it out for yourself and then make your judgment. It tastes great. All you New York, New Jersey people, snobby about your bagels. Calm the bagels down. They taste good. I know I just, I angered half of GW right there, but they're comparable. They're not the same, but they're comparable. Fair. And that's GW unfiltered, (laughs) getting into the real, the real hot button issues of GW student life, whether or not you love GW Delhi. Um, I want to thank everyone for joining me today to talk about these things. Um, I'm pretty hungry and ready to swipe my G world again anywhere at this point. I have some homework for everyone in the audience. Um, I want you to pull out your phone, go to Instagram and follow GW Dining, or at least go to their page and look around. You're going to find out about a whole bunch of different um, offers and also just restaurants in general that you can eat at. Um, Also, Home at GW can learn a lot about our student culture and stuff like that. So if you follow either GW Dining or Home at GW, you'll get a leg up and start to learn about the really cool restaurants that we love. Awesome. Well, that's all we have for you today, folks. Thank you for joining us for GW Unfiltered. Have a great day. A special thanks to our host, Hannah Sturgis, as well as our students, Drew Amstutz, Kate Carpenter, and Ella Stern. To find out more about the students featured on this episode, as well as more about GW Dining, please visit our website at undergraduate.admissions.gwu.edu. Support for this podcast is provided by the GW Office of Undergraduate Admissions. The producers of this podcast are Rebecca Durango and Hannah Sturgis. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.